It's the Musical Theater Book Club. Let's talk about a show. Welcome to Musical Theater Book Club, where we talk about our favorite musicals, our least favorite musicals, and everything in between. I'm Berkeley. I'm Sarah. And today we are going to talk about our favorite solo songs. We're doing just a quick little ditty for you today. So let's get right into it. We each have 10 songs, 10 of our favorite solo songs from musical theater. No other requirements besides the fact that it should be sung by uno persona. I'm sorry, una persona. <laughs> Got to get the right um, gender. So I'll start. <laughs> um, so my first song is Me in the Sky from Come From Away. I know I literally just broke my first rule that I was like, it has to be sung by one person. And she's backed up by the rest of the women in the ensemble. But I feel like a better way to describe this is like just a solo song. That, yeah, a song I, I, have a, I have a song that kind of something similar. So that's okay. Okay, cool. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you. As long as there's only one. <laughs> um. So I won't mention much about this one because we do talk about it in our Come From Away episode. But I love this song. It tells the story of Beverly Bass. It's a it's female empowerment. I just feel really empowered when I listen to Me in the Sky, even though I obviously am not a pilot. I am not a woman. But it just is such a powerful, uplifting song. And I really enjoy it. I should say that these are in no particular order for either of us, I believe. Yeah, no, I just as I would be like, oh, yeah, this song. Yeah, cool. I was just going to say, as a pilot and a woman, I also love that song. <laughs> I pilot my car every day, so yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I do agree, though. As a lady, I'm like, yeah, women can do anything as I <laughs> drive to my work. Okay, well, after you have such a nice, serious song, I have Dead Mom by Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, not by Beetlejuice, but I, in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice wrote it. <laughs> yes, he wrote it, starred in it. Love the it. actual character, too, not like Alex Brightman or Michael Keaton. Dead Mom by Beetlejuice. It is fun. Beetlejuice, um, you said it again. <laughs> <laughs> the point, leave it. Dead Mom in Beetlejuice. Dead Mom in Beetlejuice. Dead Mom by Lydia in the musical Beetlejuice. It's just, it's fun. Um, I think Beetlejuice is, well, I guess Six is now my most current, like, constant listen to. But right before that, it was Beetlejuice. Listen to Beetlejuice a lot. Really, I liked it. It is a fun show. It's not a great show. It's a fun show. Um and this was like the first song from the show that I just listened to like over and over and over and built it in my car and pretended I could sing. So, so I was just telling you that I re-listened to Beetlejuice today um, and I've listened to it a couple times. Adam has become a dream role of mine, but um, Dead Mom has never been a song that really stuck out to me. And I know everybody loves it. Like everybody is in love with that song and it's never really stuck out. But today when I listened to it, I was like, no, I really like this song. Well, you know what I think it is for me too, is it's the angst. Like we said, I love me some good teen angst, even though I am a full-grown adult woman now. I like to still be a teenager. So <laughs> anything with some teen angst, that's my jam. <laughs> so my next song is Purpose from Avenue Q. I, again, I feel like it just goes, sort of goes with the empowering feel of like me in the sky. This one's also empowering to an extent. Um, this is, this was my, one of my college audition songs, fun fact. Princeton is a dream role of mine. I just enjoy singing the song so much. And I think it's just such a good way to start off Avenue Q as well. So not start off, but, you know, a good I want song. I really enjoy it. He has such serious ones. And I'm like, mine are fun. Oh, well, because I'm the cool one. I mean, I'm no, you're the cool one. And I'm the serious one. Serious. Less of a Marilyn Moore, Jack. 
tacky. Serious. Somebody calls me not too tacky. What? What? Okay, that came out wrong. Huh? Uh-huh. Maybe you both been strong. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not alone. Shut up. Not on duo trio songs yet. <laughs> <laughs> so my second song is Lifeboat by Heather's. I actually didn't know the song till we did our Heather's episode and I listened through. And it's really good. Like, it actually, I think, is one of my favorite, like, I've been listening to it more after. Like, I don't think I even mentioned it when we did our episode as, like, a song I really liked. But I've been listening to it a lot lately, and I'm like, this is actually weirdly really, really good. So I don't even remember it. It's um Heather, oh, God, the third one. <laughs> Not the one that takes over after the after Heather Chandler. Not the one that takes over after Heather Chandler dies, but the other one um, is essentially, like, about trying to like fit in and if she doesn't fit in she feels like she's drowning okay, okay. so it's like it actually is like kind of serious which is not <laughs> most of the songs in heathers are like kind of like making fun of themselves but like you kind of listen to it, you're like oh this is actually like kind of deep and kind of good okay yeah i think i think i know what you're talking about my next serious one is simple joys from pippin Mainly because I go around singing, Should I be a left-handed flea? A crab on the slab in the bottom of the sea. I just go around singing it all the time. It's been stuck in my head literally since we recorded our Pippin episode. And since, and before then as well. But I just love this song so much. Yeah, period. End of story. You're welcome. <laughs> so as... I don't think I, I don't do much singing on here because I can't sing, guys. I'm not a singer, unlike Berkeley. But I, I get certain songs that I get really, really obsessed with, and then I just play them really loud and pretend I can sing. <laughs> so lately, it's been maybe this time from Cabaret. I don't really know Cabaret that well. I know a couple of songs from it, and I kind of vaguely know the storyline. But I just really enjoy this song. And it's fun. I like it. Oh my god! It's my current not... like pretend I can sing song. Oh my god! Something not written in 2010. I know. <laughs> you have a few. You you have more than that. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my next one is, um, to be fair, my first two were also from the yeah, 2000s. <laughs> so my next one is actually from a lesser known show because I am a hipster. Uh, it's The Girl Who Drove Away from, which The Mad Ones, not originally from The Mad Ones. Um, the Mad Ones is a new title. They have a cast album that recently came out um, in the past couple of months, I think, before quarantine happened. But it's originally from the unauthorized autobiography of Samantha Brown. It's by Kierigan and Loudermilk. If you don't know Kierigan and Loudermilk, look up their songs. They have a live album. So good. It's I, I believe the song is on the live album. But this song is also in The Mad Ones. And it's about this girl who is sort of just tired of the life she's living and she decides to just drive away and drive off, which is literally what I'm about to do next week. So You felt so emo. He's I'm, going off to college, guys. I'm going off to college. Then my next song is The Games I Play from Falsettos. I I feel like all of them, I'm just like, I like this song. I love the song. I have a really weird relationship with Falsettos. The TLDR version of it is when I saw it, I didn't love it, but I also saw it where I was sitting the vent was right under me. So my feet were freezing the entire time. So I think that was part of it. And it's a long show. Like it is Hamilton level long. Um, but then I started listening to it afterwards. And I was like, actually kind of like, like 75, 80% of the show. And so I, I listened to everything up until um, everybody hates their parents. And then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so 
all, pretty much recommend everything there. But I don't know, just something about the games I play. I really, it's one of, it's just one of my really good ones. Uh, Andrew Reynolds. Thank you. Can't think of his last name. Is just he sings it because obviously I listen to the revival, <laughs> so I like it. My next song is "Make Them Hear You" from Ragtime. It's such a powerful ballad and such a beautiful ballad. And again, it's another it's another empowering song. A lot of my musical theater songs are very empowering, especially now that I'm looking at my list. They're all very empowering. <laughs> Maybe I just need to be empowered a lot. <laughs> my next one, Berkeley's going to disagree with me, but he's wrong Ugh. and I'm right. My next one, because <laughs> I'm a basic white girl, is Astonishing from Little Women. I love it. I I love Sutton Foster, as you guys know. I this is one that I also just built out. I think it's just beautiful and well done. It doesn't totally sound like like it does sound like her, but it doesn't sound like some of her other work. I don't know how to explain it. Like it sounds like her, but also doesn't sound similar to like how she sounds in Anything Goes and Thoroughly Modern Millie. But I I love it. I have a weird relationship with little women that I'm not gonna get into. But I really like it. I know Berkeley does not like this song. But I, I think it's a good song. And this is a good empowering song because you don't need a man. Let's be real. Joe was gay. She don't need Lori. She needs to be a strong, ambitious female on her own. Don't we all? Yeah, but let's just talk about how bad the song is. <laughs> but it's not. Okay. we. I won't yuck your yum. Um, Berkeley doesn't on... like it because it does, it does get kind of a lull in the middle. Where she's just talk, kind of talk singing for a while before uh, it gets to the big finale. And I don't think of... it's a good finale song. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. It, no, it's a, it's a the act one finale, and I don't think it's quite strong enough for a finale song. But I like it. I think I <laughs> there's a lull the whole you know fourth four fifths of the way through the song. Um, but that moment where she gets to the Christopher Columbus, I'll be astonishing. If the rest of the song was more like that, the ending section, I'd be in love with it. But I'm not. Please tell us your opinions, because we would like to know who you think is right or wrong. Maybe I'll make a TikTok about this, although I feel Ooh. like people agree with me because I think most white Ooh. theater girls this, like this song. Uh, so many people love this song. This is my unpopular theater opinion. I have found it. I don't. Oh my God! I'm so happy. I've discovered it. I'm You're making, welcome. I'm making a TikTok about this right after. Like I need to find. Like everybody else I know loves this song. Like people are like, it's in my book. I sing this all the time. And I'm like, why? Why? It's you sing the last 16 bars. That's the only good part. Please tell me you're doing the beginning. The who was he? Who was he? Who married me? The gong. And I'm just like, don't get me wrong. It kind of goes off at the beginning a little bit, but yeah, like uh, it's a little bit, and then it do, it does have the lull. Yeah. I like it. So my next song is. Oh my God! Wait, our sixes are both Jason Robert Browns. Hey, look at that. Hey, we planned this. We didn't. <laughs> um, so my six is. I'm not afraid of anything from Songs for a New World. It's just one of those songs. Again, another empowering empowering song. I love to belt it. I'm not afraid. Um, that's all. I, I just like empowering songs. I need some positivity in my life. And musical theater is where I get it. So, My next one is Sam Smiling from The Last Five Years. I like just discovered The Last Five Years super recently. Like I watched the movie and was like, oh, this is really good. And then I was like, this Jeremy Jordan character is a pretty interesting guy. I should see what else he's in. Um, and so it's 
I mean, it's actually a really well put together show, which I was not expecting. And I think the history of it is interesting. But this song just goes through such a level of emotion of like, you know, like this happiness and hopefulness and lovingness to like being so angry. <laughs> and it just like does it so well that like it's one that I'll act out while I'm pretending, you know, again, pretending that I can sing an act. And I'm just like, is there something I can tell you? <laughs> Sorry, can I say this? <laughs> so I think one thing that I want to say before I tell you my next one is that this isn't like a list of like our, the top musical theater songs ever. Obviously, like if you haven't discovered that by list, by just our our songs <laughs> we have six. said so far, yeah. Um, so the next song I chose is Memphis Lives in Me. It's from the musical Memphis. Um, again, not a well-known show. It's a Motown musical. It's a tr- another true story, which actually starred Chad Kimball, in case you didn't know that. Um, I highly recommend listening to it. Memphis Lives in Me is such a pow- another very powerful, empowering song. I love singing it. A lot of my songs on the list are on here just because I love singing them. Um, and obviously, these lists will change all the time. But um, this song has been really up there for me recently. I just really love it. I highly recommend it. I agree with, like, you know, sometimes it changes. I would say probably, like, half of these songs are songs that, like, I've taught, I've, I've sang a lot for, like, a long time. Not even half. Maybe only, like, three or four of them. And most of them are just, like, I really like this song right now, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my next one is Bring It On from Bring It On. Um, this is probably my, out of all of them, this is my most probably empowering one. I'm not going to count. I mean, Astonishing is, but, like, Bring It On really is. Um, especially the ending, there's like a part where she says, you know, like, let the doubters and my haters and my fears be gone, gonna bring it on, which sounds so silly, but also I love it. And whenever, like, I mean, this song got me through grad school and student (laughs) teaching. So if I was having like a bad day or a bad week and I was like, no, you can do this, you can do this. And like, you know, doubting myself, like this was my go-to, like, no, you got this song. So we talked about bring it on before, like, listen to bring it on guys. It's fun. It's good. Yes. Agreed. So my next song is from Wicked. It's The Wizard and I. Again, another empowering song. I love, it's one of those, like, this is this is probably my shower belt song. Um, there's also a male, a male key, I'm putting in air quotes, on YouTube. So I sing it a lot. And I really enjoy singing this song. And it's just a fun song. That's cool. Yeah, I there's nothing that. deep, nothing deep about it. I just like it. <laughs> I mean, that's what all of mine have been. I'm like, I like this song. <laughs> Uh, my next one is Confrontation from Jekyll and Hyde. I really like Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know a lot of people that know it or like it, which is such a bummer. I really wish they would revive it. It's either the final song or the like last almost final song where like he's I'm having, you know, the inner fight with himself. And it's just that back and forth between, you know, he's literally playing two different people between being Jekyll and Hyde. It's just it's good. It's fun. Like, oh, I just I love it. Like. <laughs> Just the going back and forth argument, and you're just like, oh, like, well, I just, it's, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> My next song is Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray. It's just a bop. Hairspray is a bop, and if you think otherwise, you're incorrect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Tracy's the only character I could ever play on Broadway, maybe, if I could sing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get you in voice lessons. I want to see you as Tracy. Let's see it happen. <laughs> um, but it's such a fun song to sing. It's another one of those like shower belt songs. It's, it's so good. So good. It's a good way to start your morning. 
especially if you lived in Baltimore. My number nine is Rose's turn from Gypsy. Um, I listened to the Patty Lapone Gypsy cast recording, so get that nice belt. Gypsy again, like I, I mentioned on our Hello Dolly episode, one of my other like favorite older shows, and just ooh, this one's also real good. It's just you know what what about me? When is it gonna be my turn? Like thanks a lot and out the garbage. They're taking battles and you're batting zero, so. Cool, it's whole song. (laughs) (laughs) So my last song is Grow For Me from Little Shop of Horrors. Not not like a big, impressive song, but I want to play Seymour so bad, and I just sing it all the time. It's one of my favorites. It's It's such a simple song. I love me some Alan Menken. You hand me an Alan Menken song, and I will go crazy. I really just made my list to figure out songs that Berkeley hated from shows he didn't like. So I picked Beyond My Wildest Dreams from Little Mermaid. This is my other one that I said also, like when you said Come From Away and there's like the backup singing, there is a little bit of like other people, like other people talking at one point in the song, but it's not like they're not singing. It's not really part of the song, but I'm not a Little Mermaid fan, guys. (laughs) I don't really like the movie. Not a huge fan of the show. I don't care about Ariel, but I really, really like this song. And I think it's fun, you know, she's talking about how excited she is to be at the castle and like, oh my God, the prince is there and like, is this really happening? And like, it's my hope, my dreams are coming true. So when I was looking at it, I am splitting my screen. So I just saw lit and I was like, beyond my wildest dreams from Little Women. Why does she have two Little Women songs on there? <laughs> I, I was judging you for that. But like, beyond my wildest dreams is better than Astonishing. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I tried really hard to make sure that none of my songs overlapped from the yeah. shows. I think that's another good point to bring up. Like we tried not, we tried to make each of ours be from different shows. Not necessarily our same. Like I could choose, I could have chosen a song from a show that you also chose a song from, but like our individual songs, we tried to keep individual. Yeah. Let us know what your favorite musical theater solo songs are. Do you agree with Sarah that Astonishing is the best wo- female power ballad of the century? Oh or do you that it's literally a piece of trash that needs to be burned? Or are you somewhere in the middle? <laughs> I didn't say it was the best female power ballad. I just said it's a good song. Okay, fine. Do you think Astonishing is a good song? Or do you agree with me and say that it just the whole show just not needs to not be a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't say that again. Did not say little women is a good show. It is a choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's a choice, but let us know your opinions. Where can they let us know your, uh, know their opinions. You can tell us at MTBC podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at MTBC podcast or TikTok or Instagram at MTBC podcast. Any of those places. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Send us to your friends. Send us to your enemies. Send us to your other musical theater folk. And have a good week. Bye. Don't fucking tell them what to do. Astonishing! <laughs>